What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Back at City Field, wrapping up a series with the Los Angeles Angels. Not of Anaheim. Just, of Anaheim. No, it's gone. All right. It's just the Los Angeles Angels. Mets did not win the series. Did win the last game, though. A little walk-off uh, excitement. Rafael Ortega, second career walk-off, first with the Mets. Go over everything that happened in the series, as always. Shohei Otani talk. He's, he's the talk of the town. Injuries and whatnot. He's just... Got to talk about Shohei, so make sure you guys are following us on all our social media, at MetsUp, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel if you want to see the video version of this. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. James, is this your first time seeing Otani? It's live, yeah. It's yeah. my first time seeing Otani live. What'd you think? I thought it was great. Like you could, It's really stunk that before the series began, a lot of the Otani flair got swept away because on Thursday night, like, what, 1 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. At 1 o'clock in the morning, it was announced that he had a tear in his UCL and would not pitch the rest of the season. And now it's the second time that's happened, so kind of put the rest of his career pitching in doubt. Yeah. And the same moment that happened, Mike Trout went back in the IL. So it did, like, take some of the air out of what the series should have been and could have been. But you could, there's, there's such an obvious, like, feel when he's up at the plate oh. in the stands. Like, everyone's kind of sitting up. Even the Mets fans are like, I'm going to watch this. When we were sitting in, like, 128, 129 on Saturday night, you could just see everyone's phones go up. Like, everyone wanted to, like, get an angle of Shohei Otani hitting. And that was a great spot to get an angle of him, too. Yeah. As a left-handed batter, up the third base line. But it's just, Mets fans were cheering when he was getting on base. Yeah. He stole two backs on Saturday as well. It was just, it was <laughs> very... when he would get walked. Yeah, it was very obvious that, like, something special was happening when he came up. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's a freak. There's just, there's no other way to put it. Like, take away being a two-way player. He's, like, a physical specimen. I mean, the way that this guy's built and the way that he plays is... Just on the offensive side, he's one of the best hitters in all of baseball. The numbers back that up completely. So, yeah, every time he came to the play, like you said, it was just there was, like, murmurs. There was, like, a, a loud buzz almost going on. And, like, foul balls. You were hearing, like, immediate reactions. People were locked in. Really cool just to see what a guy like Shohei Otani can do for the sport of baseball. Can do just for, like, the average fan. My mom, my mom was like... Shohei Otani, this guy's a freak. Yeah. My mom listens to this podcast. It's pretty much what she knows about baseball. And then she made a funny comment, too, when they walked him. They intentionally walked him uh, the last at-bat in game number two. She goes, well, why would you just not walk this guy every time if he's so good? And it's like... He could be a coach. It's a real question. <laughs> like, he's he's so good. That's how good he is, is he... You might walk him every time with this Angels lineup. Yeah, I have an Australian friend in town this weekend. Shout out Angie. He said he was coming to this game specifically only to watch Shohei Otani. It's a hot ticket. And he, and he had texted me that on, uh, on Friday morning. He was like... I can't wait to see Otani pitch. And I heard Mike Trout's back from the IL as well. And I was like, I have a lot of bad news, but <laughs> some of it's still good. I also don't think now with this injury and how good of a season Otani's has a hitter, I don't think enough people are beginning to appreciate what he did as a pitcher for the last few years. Yeah. And it's also a shame because there's a chance we never see this version of Shohei Otani again. Maybe. Maybe. We said we don't know. This chance. We're still early to tell. Negative but Nancy over here. Yeah. To, 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 to Tommy John's a very serious thing. It really <laughs> is, generally. But going back to the beginning of 2021 season after he got his first time surgery through, then he had a weird, only pitched like one inning during 2020 pandemic season. Otani's truthfully been basically, if not the best pitcher in baseball, one of the two or three best pitchers yeah. in the whole league. Going back three seasons, 430 innings, a 2-8 ERA, over 11 strikeouts per nine innings. Basically an unhittable guy for yep. years and years going back. So just, we didn't get to see him pitch this weekend. There's a lot of people, Mets fans especially, who haven't seen him play live, probably never see him pitch live, possibly. Very cool to like be able to have that, have him come here at least for that, but definitely want to cast some light on how good of a pitcher he's been. Definitely. And, I mean, the hype started, too, with game one because it was Kodai, our Japanese player versus Shohei Otani, the, the best player in the entire world. And on Japanese Heritage Night as well, 
getting to see those guys face off, super cool. I mean, just the fact that, like, the season that Kodai has been having in, in combination with Shohei Otani on Japanese Heritage Night with the buzz and the hype in the stadium, it's electric stuff. It was, and Kodai Senga was incredible once again, just, like, brilliant. A pitch in the seventh inning, six and two-thirds innings, ten strikeouts, three walks, two earned runs, now 11 straight starts. He has not given up more than three earned runs. It's really good. And he got 21 whiffs, second most he's gotten in a start all year. The most was back that Friday night game where he just totally dismantled the Phillies back at the end of May. Second time getting over 20 as well. And, 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 this was the best game he's had from his Ghost Fork the entire season on Ghost Fork Ball Giveaway Night. Yes. Which I heard was a big hit. Wasn't at the game Friday night. But the Ghost Fork got, like, ridiculously 15 whiffs on 18 swings. I mean, watching it on TV, because me and you were going out to a party in the city, but, like, watching it on TV and everything, seeing the movement on it, it's just, I don't know, like, when this pitch is relatively ever going to get hit. No, especially like he only threw it in the strike zone. I think it was 17 or 27% of the time in yeah. this game. So which wasn't even in the strike zone. He only threw 30 of them in general. They swung 18 times. They missed 15. They fouled off one. Or they fouled off three because no, no balls were put in play. That was the most raw whiffs he's had in a ghost fork when they start this year. Also the highest whip percentage the pitch has gotten. 50% of the ghost forks he threw were either called strike or swinging strike. And then there were three foul balls as well. And yeah. they never, again, they never put one in play. The Angels did not put a ghost fork in play the whole night on Friday. And something that me and you were also talking about too is that new development of the cutter, which we've talked about many times on the podcast. But what a weapon it is because when he gets ahead, you kind of just, it, it makes that ghost fork even more dangerous, more unhittable because you have to be aware of the fastball. You have to be aware of the cutter. You have to be aware of the ghost fork. And his tunneling is so, so, so good. The, the arm slot, the release point are identical on every single pitch, essentially. You kind of are guessing, and when you're behind, it puts even more pressure on the hitters. And that's why you see him having such success. It's pretty much ever since that cutter, he's changed everything. Totally, and that cutter is, it's a little bit, it's like little, it's like the cutter is kind of more like a pitch that's called a gyro slider, which I told you guys about earlier in the season, where instead of like sweeping across the strike zone, it kind of spins on top of itself and just like tumbles in a way because it has much more vertical drop and has any horizontal movement at all. Yeah. Like look right here. It averaged two inches of horizontal break per yeah. pitch on that cutter. So that pitch becomes like a little bit easier to keep in the strike zone for him. It's a pitch that does stay in the strike zone a lot. 60% zone rate with that pitch on Friday. The most pitch, the pitch he threw most often in the zone. And that's been start after start he's doing that. It was his primary pitch again. The average exit velocity on 11 balls in play was only 88 miles an hour. That's like it soft. was, he was, it was soft, and he people can't hit that pitch, and it does look very similar to that ghost fork because the break is kind of similar. Where it's not that much horizontal movement at all. Ghost fork has a little bit more than just a lot of vertical drop. So when those two pitches are coming one after another, and one is dropping but sitting low, and you see they're going to get you a called strike. That pitch got oh, only two. And they do, oh, only they two do break strikes. different ways too. The ghost yeah. fork goes arm side and for the sure. Cutter goes glove. But at the end of the day, they are both pitches that are like dropping. They're yes. kind of tumbling over themselves. So when you being able to decide between those two pitches in a split second is nearly impossible. We're seeing that now. Yeah, no, I mean, he's just so good. Uh, maybe you could find, like, where he's ranking in terms of pitchers and, like, ERA and all, all the stats. But, I mean, we had that great tweet the other day, which I'm going to let you pull up and take the claim for it because that was a very, very genius piece of uh, social media work there. Got some some Braves people to really bite on that, like, three days later, which is crazy. Very easy to. But this was even before the start on Friday. And he had a great start, so all these numbers are better now. But as of Friday, Kodai Sang had a lower ERA than Spencer Strider. That's what pissed the Braves fans off <laughs> more war than Corbin Burns a lower whip than you Darvish and more strikeouts than Max Scherzer yeah I mean he's just he's really good there's no way around it like he's a very very good pitcher all the expectations you had I, I feel like he's kind of shattered them in a way yeah it's kind of funny that like this season like he was probably the biggest question mark like whether he could be like the, the useful number three like pitching a playoff series behind like Verlander and Scherzer and now he's been like absolutely the cream of the crop and yeah everything else yeah he is currently right now in the National League Fifth in ERA at 3.17 behind Zach Allen. Again, Merrill Kelly, go figure. Justin Seal and Blake Snell. 
Merrill Kelly is like best star of the year last Thursday night yeah. too. All right, that makes sense. But it's, just, it's 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 remarkable how good he is. And got him next two years, what, fifty million per. Looks like yeah. a great deal. There was a cool video too by Pitching Ninja put out with a Kodai kind of looking like him and Yoshi Yoshinobu Yamamoto were. Well, conversating a little bit. Listen, big Yamamoto fan. Yeah. Yamamoto wants to come to Queens. I'm sure he's welcome. If he wants to. Also, Friday night, Lindor hit another home run. But Shohei, once again, stole the show. He scorched 115-mile-an-hour double, which gave Mark a win in the estimate. Yep. And the Mets lost series. It's a bad so, sign when yeah, I win, guys. So you want me to lose. It's just how it goes. Yeah, even going through now, moving to Saturday's game. Like, Shohei's first, what, seven at-bats? He got out one time. And he hit the ball really hard, yeah. like, every time. Three extra base hits and a couple of walks. It's, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. No, he's a freak to watch up close and personal. It's it's nuts. He also, Saturday, he, we were here early. He put, we were playing Immaculate Grid with the people. Keep an eye out for Immaculate Grid. You want to play with us? Maybe get on the scoreboard, get on our TikTok. It could be fun. Shohei put one, like, well off the Shea Bridge in batting practice. Like, clanked it off the Shea Bridge. Like, getting harder as it got to the bridge. And... Shohei Otani also his first at bat Saturday. He caused some damage in the stadium, right, guys? There was a bit of damage done by uh, by Mr. Otani. It was uh, what, what, <laughs> it was just it was an absurd moment. And um, I mean, there was obviously a moment that came after that that you might have seen on the internet. Yeah, so. John, John's freezing up because John, for John a moment here, he let, yeah, he let his no. ego fire fuel, and he put a comment. He put his comment in the scoreboard. Right? Was that you? Uh, yeah, it was a collaborative effort uh, wow, in the control team, room. Man. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But no I and team. And no I and John. No. No I and John. But John put a funny comment on the scoreboard. And if you guys follow John on Twitter, he's at JMB and a bunch of numbers after that. <laughs> he, he, Only four he, numbers. All, all the other JMBs were taken. All, yeah, he retweeted <laughs> five different baseball media outlets putting his, his thing on the scoreboard about Shohei causing some damage in City Field. If there's something about John, he's proud of his work. Please don't well, break anything Shohei. That was because one of my greatest takes of the year that uh, Ellie De La Cruz wasn't even a top prospect, top 30 prospect in the Reds organization in 2021. Got no credit for it. <laughs> Someone else took the credit for that on Twitter. So, you know. Gotta be quicker. Gotta, gotta be great. quicker. Okay. How about just don't share things in the group chat? There were, there were a couple times where James, like before like doing the podcast, would tell me something, yeah. and I would just quietly tweet it. And really? Like, oh, so not a first-time offender. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Mark, Mark steals most of the content. But that's where I was like, maybe I should start taking these for myself. <laughs> and then that, 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 that burned this whole thing. But, yeah, John, five retweets. Rain, you, you rain from John Heyman to talking baseball. Well, those are today. Yeah, because there was a follow up. We had to, we had to ask Mr. Otani to uh, to not do it again. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was uh, it was crazy. But just the the sheer strength and that panel actually, guys, is now up for auction. So if you, the listeners at home, want a piece of history and you want to purchase the panel that Shohei Otani broke in our LED ribbons here at City Field, you can bid on that actual merchandise. So a pretty cool opportunity. A piece like a How piece of LED. How big is it? I'm not sure how large a pack they cut out of the board. And I was like, because like, where do you even put that? Yeah, like, is it bigger than this table? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, I don't right. think so. But you know what? It's probably kind of an optical illusion if you're sitting where we sit. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure when you get a lot closer, it's a bigger piece. But I'm yeah. not sure exactly how how much of the pack they cut out. But uh, yeah, you can you can bid on that. So a unique, unique piece. Yeah, probably. You guys should maybe try to like. Uh, GoFundMe or something Team like that. GoFundMe. Yeah, you saw that YouTube money. I get, I get on the weekends. I'll take a Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, we'll we'll take him out to a ball game maybe. Yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Bring him back. Be amicable. But it was just again like when he was coming up to the plate those first few innings, it was such a different vibe. Yeah, it's like Friday was a little weird because the weather was kind of weird. But Saturday was like a beautiful day. The place was kind of jumping early. And every single time Shohei was near the game, it was like silence phones. So the first time that I ever saw Shohei Otani play was in 2018, which I believe was his rookie season, right? 2018. Mm -hmm. And it was when I went to go meet Jabari Blash out in uh, Chicago for a White Sox game. 
and wait, why were you meeting Jabari Blash? There's such a long story. <laughs> Wasn't a name I was expecting to they're, hear they're today. Friends. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my boy. Like <laughs> okay. when I was doing YouTube, he was like the first guy that like became like a meme on my channel. Okay. And he like reached out and like saw all the videos and was like, I love it. Like I want to meet you one day. Like let's hang out. Great guy. But met, like saw Shohei Otani on the field during BP. I was like, this dude's a, a monster of a human. Then saw him take BP and I was like, oh, he hits balls different than anybody but that was like before the real hype started and yeah. i don't think white Sox fans really appreciate it because you were still very like fixated on mike trout was there shohei was like right. second and albert pujols was still on this team yeah. so chicago obviously seen a lot of him talk about not a draw i've me and mark have been talking about this a little <sighs> bit off air you want to do this now yeah we should do this now we might as well we have time i as a baseball fan who's been like you know coming of age during the era of mike trout like that was between like high school and early college I feel absolutely nothing with for Mike Trout. Bad take. I feel nothing. I, you, I'm just, he's, I know he's a great player. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He's going to be one of the best players we've ever watched in our lives. But like I literally, it's just there's nothing inside of me that feels anything when I see Mike Trout. Bad take. He's so good. He's, he's so, so sick. He's fantastic. He had a really good career. Can't appreciate grace, no, greatness. No, he, he's going like, I don't know. like cause he's, He signed that contract with that team. And it was pretty obvious that they likely weren't going in the best direction ever when he signed that mega deal. And that Fair. was at the same time that any team in the league would have offered him that contract. And... He's just his career is just gonna be mired in anonymity. Yeah, like I it's mean, gonna be the most quiet. I think I think you're underplaying Mike Trout a little bit. No, here. I know he's. Anonymity. I literally say he's one of the best baseball players I'm ever gonna see in my life. I know, but you're talking about anonymity, like he is. Who's who's a player who's gonna who's been like one of the ten greatest ever that nobody knows about? Let's think. I don't know, but it's gotta be some. No, I don't think so. I think everybody gets probably, the probably the, some the, basketball players. Frank Robinson, but that was like before games were televised. Yeah, like George Mikan in the '60s playing basketball, the, the Mikan drill. Yeah, but he was good <laughs> at layups. That makes that's I know, different. but like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like Mike Trout has like one marquee highlight in his career: his amazing home run, Rob. He's been appeared in one playoff series ever. Like I thought he's great. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be. But like I, like when Shohei Otani comes up, like I feel something for sure. I'm like, there's, there's something else in the air right now. Like, but he's a bright new shiny object too. Well, yeah, I guess that is true. But like. I don't know. The Trout thing is just, there's so little, like, oomph. Like, there's nothing there. I don't know, man. World Baseball Classic, like, I know Otani won, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But, like, that that moment was absolutely incredible. And I think if it was Shohei Otani versus Paul Goldschmidt, whoever it's going to be, no one else really cares that much. But because it was Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, two of the greatest players that we've ever seen in our lifetime, like, that, I think there's something to that. Now, totally right about him being on the Angels. That makes it, like, a That's lot I mean. harder. Like but, it, like, yeah. I think you're underplaying. I'm telling you he's great, but I'm saying that's probably You're also a, lot. a little trout hater a little bit. I'm not a little trout hater, but like I think that it took you a couple years to be like to admit he's not the best player in baseball. He's boring. Cuz you're well, I think you're also a trout lover. I love trout. Yeah, Jersey. You, you don't you don't like cod. He's Philly. You don't like that's Philly. No, I like I like cod. Yeah, I'm yeah saying, I had, you love trout. I had well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> fish jokes. <laughs> yeah, fish jokes. But I don't know like I'm sure there's a lot of other people listening to this podcast who've lived on the East Coast their whole lives who kind of agree with me that you didn't really get to watch him live very much. He's never really had any big moments. And now he's just like kind of walking through this career. He's missing games every year. I, I'm, I blame the Angels for that. It's not his fault. No, it's not his fault that the Angels are that bad. Because like in any other sport, if you're by far the best player, you're gonna have much more of a chance to make your team great. We were, Basketball, talk, we were talking about it. Like, yeah. I think comparatively, it's Kevin Durant-ish. It's similar with Kevin Durant, but, but Kevin Durant's yeah. like, I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, so I feel no no ill will in saying this, but like he's a loser. He went to the <laughs> he went to the Warriors after he couldn't beat them up three one in the Western Conference Finals, like. He was like, I can't beat them. I might as well join them. That's lame. That's yeah, a big loser move. That, that would be like if and Mike, that's like if, what I feel like you want to see Mike Trout do a little. That's bit. That's not what I want to see Mike Trout do. But that would be like if Mike Trout went to the Astros in like 2017. That's what it would have been like. Yeah. And you do that. But I, I'll, my only thing with him is that like he got a big contract, amazing, he secured wealth for him and his family for as many generations for sure. as they possibly need. 
every competitive team would have offered him that contract. Yeah, and you know where he would have gone if he didn't sign with the Angels? The Yankees or Dodgers? Philadelphia Phillies. So I, I guess maybe yeah. we don't know that, but I, I don't know. There's something about like him wanting to get out and like actually be a superstar. But I guess I'll I'm take like, the lesser he, of two evils. I guess he doesn't want to be a superstar. I guess that's part of it too. But again, like, he has no my, interest. It seems my whole point was that. I feel nothing. Like when I heard he wasn't going to play in the series, I was like, "All right." I was disappointed. I was disappointed. I, th- I think but I was like, I okay. think majority of fans were disappointed. No, I'm not saying I wasn't disappointed, but I wasn't like gut check. Like if they said the Otani injury would kept him out for the series, I would have been miserable. Of course, I would have been incredibly sad. I mean, he's the, like one of the most famous people on the planet right now. Yeah, but that that that's my Mike Trey diatribe. He makes me feel nothing inside. Boo. You guys let us know. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know. Tell us in the comments what you think about Mike Trout. But anyway, back to the game. Yeah. Uh, after Crasco came out after struggling in the first inning, I mean, the bullpen did a great job. Welcome to do a good job. Shout out Sean Rifoli. John told us a few weeks ago he was pumping 97 at Syracuse. He was pumping 97 back in City Field as well. And he was coming off the field like cocky, like having fun. I don't know what he was saying, but it it, it was it looked like along the lines of like, get out of here. This is my play. Like, I, yeah. I'm him. Don't worry about me. I think he was like patting his chest, being like, I'm him. This is mine. This is mine. Which is I mean, probably a lot of emotion. First game back in the major leagues. Second, second game. Oh, second game back? Yeah, second game back. All right. Messed that one up. But it looked really good. Yeah. Uh, scary moment, though. Crazy moment. With Chase Silseth, I don't know. Do we have an update? Does anybody know how yeah, he's doing? He left the hospital this morning, okay, so good. obviously overnight? good news. Yeah, he stayed overnight, okay. and he rejoined the Angels, but that was just Terrifying. the craziest play in the world. It yeah. looked like Logan O'Hoppy accidentally pressed like the yeah, throw to first base yeah. on his controller. So if you guys weren't watching or missed this play, so Chase Silseth was on the mound, and Jeff McNeil was on first. Francisco Lindor was on second. Yep. There was a play where Jeff McNeil looked like he stole second. Lindor kind of stopped halfway and went back. So both runners were basically on second base. Logan O'Hoppy, the Angels catcher, like John said, looked like he was a bit confused for a moment and threw the ball behind the runner to first base. And then when that happened, Lindor broke straight for third. And then who was playing first Trey base? Trey Cabbage. The Angels? Trey Cabbage was playing first base. The Angels. Trey Cabbage. Yeah, John has some good cabbage jokes as you well. You liked it? Yeah, I liked that one a lot. The coleslaw one. That was the good. The Otani thing totally overshadowed it. I was actually prouder yeah, of more, more excited Trey about cabbage. cabbage. Big coleslaw guy, but who isn't? You guys like coleslaw, by the Ugh, way? It's fine. Disgusting. It depends on the day. Mark hates it. I think it could It could be good. What is it, cabbage and mayo, and it's just Basically, wet? Basically, yeah. Uh, there's some vinegar in there, too. It it's go, a great it side. Vito, you ca- you coleslaw guy? I'm just shocked. I didn't know you liked mayo. You're so particular. I only like Mike's Amazing Mayo. That's it. You don't like cheese? You don't like... Yeah, but mayo is oil and eggs. It's not like cheese cheese at all. The cheese one that gets me mad as someone who can't eat it. There are people that dip their fries (laughs) into mayo. Ugh. Go home. Stay home. I do do that sometimes. That's that's like the pizza in the the ranch. is like. John, would you eat that burger I sent the group chat yesterday? What burger? The burger that they sell at Sonny's. Oh. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much would you need to eat that as a man who hates cheese? Like, like money wise? Yeah. A totally drenched in cheeseburger, covered in cheese, cheese. Co- smothered in nacho cheese. Probably at least a thousand. That's that's so much money. That's not true. Five hundred dollars. You're not doing five hundred. I've had a bad tummy recently, so <laughs> you're asking me at a bad <laughs> time. <laughs> you're asking me at a bad Getting time. Getting old right in front of our eyes, <laughs> but Chase Ilseth, back to that. Yeah, back yeah, to that serious so. injury. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Cabbage had the ball at first base. Lindor breaks for third. Cabbage throws one across the diamond. Chase Silseth, Silseth that's a tough one. Yeah. For someone who formerly had a list. For, someone, for, you. for yeah. someone who formerly had a list, that's a tough one. Standing on the mound still, the ball hits him right in the back of his head. And then he takes like three or four steps. I think in the shock, the ball ricochets uh, past third base. Knocked his hat off. Knocked his hat off. And then he just goes down almost all the way towards third base. He covered like 20 feet walking yeah. from the time the ball hit his head to the time he went down. But then... It was writhing in pain. Like it looked, it looked really, really bad for a moment. I, it was one of the few times at a baseball game I felt like uneasy. Like yeah. you don't normally get too many scary moments in a game that like could be super dangerous. Obviously, with how hard every guy's hitting and throwing baseballs, 
But seeing him get just drilled like that, at first it was like, what happened? And then once you realize, like, oh, this guy's like not okay. Like, this is no, a yeah. very, very, and it always becomes real when you see the players from both teams like down, like, yeah, distraught. And every player left the field, which yeah. is also that's a rare thing for Never a seen baseball that. injury. And it's just it was the whole field was empty for about what forty five seconds, minute and a half. Yeah. So wishing the best for Chase Ilseth. Yes. Quick recovery. Hopefully everything's okay. Glad to hear he's out of the hospital. Totally. Uh, just one of those freak accidents that you could just never even imagine would happen. No. And yeah, just scary. And then in also later in this game. Pete also got hit almost on the head. He did pass the concussion test, and he was fine for Sunday, but a bit of a tense moment. The benches did clear. I like it. Yeah, I, I do. I like it objectively. Pete's I mean, been hit the most out of any player in Major League Baseball this yeah. year. He's been getting hit up high a lot. Got to fight back. A lot. Got to fight back. I'm totally... I mean, I don't think it was intentional at all. I'm like... No, but it's still, Braves, it's still but. unintentionally like awful. No, it's just like, hey, dude, like if you're going to throw a pitch, like can you throw it for a strike and not hit me in the head? Hit me in the... The cheek or something like that. The tuchus. Yeah, the tuchus. The tuchus. Yeah, wow, that's very. John's getting ready for Jewish Heritage Night next uh, next Sunday. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, just to wrap up Saturday night's game. Vogi hit another home run. He's again been so hot for the last couple of months. He has very been. secretly. DJ Stewart two more hits, and Jonathan Arauz late in this game hit the ball 110 miles an hour, the hardest hit ball of Jonathan Arauz's career, Makes and sense. one that was like almost like shocking to the point of. Like in a game in a game of baseball, Jonathan Aruz hit the hardest hit ball with Shohei Otani, P. Alonso in it. Yeah, that I mean, if you were a betting man, I don't think that one would have even necessarily had a line. No, I don't think I, I don't think exit been lost. Shohei Otani versus the world. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, Jonathan Aruz one ten. We looked it up because we like to do this whenever someone hits the ball hard. Our favorite one was what Juan Lagares has hit a ball harder than Nolan Arenado, Nolan Arenado ever yeah. has in his career. Uh, Jonathan Arauz has hit a ball harder than Alex Bregman's ever come close to hitting a baseball. He did that on Saturday. Kind of crazy, just like a weird. Like, thing in baseball happens sometimes. Obviously, we're, we're exit VLO kings over here, so of we course, like to see guys so. hit the ball hard. But sometimes it's not about hitting it the hardest. It's hitting it hard enough. Yeah, of course. And even this year, he's hit the ball harder than Mookie Betts or Kyle Tucker has hit one. That's funny. That's Kyle bizarre. Tucker's so good. I know, yeah. Mookie, Mookie Betts might be the MVP. Mookie Betts having one of the best seasons we've seen in the modern era right now. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Jonathan Arauz. Harder than Willie Adamas. Harder than your boy Alec Bohm. Harder <laughs> than Cody Bellinger who's having a crazy <laughs> resurgence season. Yeah, it's a very, very funny list. Jonathan Arauz on top of it. Yep. Which moves us on to game three. Mets end up losing that one, obviously, in game two. Game three, we had Taiwan Day. A little noon start over on Peacock. Noon start's a tough one. What do you uh, full-time guys think about the noon start? Give me all the noon starts. Mm. Really? Yeah. I what thought, time do you normally wake up? Well, my life is different now. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, usually like 8 o'clock, so I was up at... You know, 7.30, yeah, I didn't get to do my morning routine, but that was fine. Oh, John, what? can you please film the morning routine one day? Sure. Yes. You want me to film the morning routine? I think, I think like you doing like a... Oh, like funny I, for the TikTok. Like an ironic TikTok of like my morning routine is like really like, funny. Uh, my daily yeah. affirmations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like first I wake up fully clothed. <laughs> <laughs> then I read my book. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we, can, we can make something happen. Yeah. I mean, Brian had a good point. It's only tough because you have the night game yes, ahead of the day game. Question, yeah. But like, we were in the sixth inning at 145. Oh, we mm -hmm. saw, we noticed. I yeah. said it, John. Mm -hmm. I said, take it quick. Did you say, oh, you said this game is flying yeah. or something to that, that nature? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy. Well, but, uh, <laughs> I also know my, my parents are over here watching the live version of the podcast. Shout out to Shianos. And they were quite late for this game. I don't, my, my family were not many early risers. And the traffic <laughs> coming from New Jersey to the Queens is generally deplorable. It was so, bad today. Yeah, it was extra bad today. I got, but I, I got off on the highway. I walked. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like right by like the corner, right before the exit. So there's like actually like a crosswalk weirdly on the highway. I don't know how that exists. It's good podcast. But uh, 
Yeah, well, I crossed across and made it yeah. there. But we're the adjustment for the noon game because it's just very different. And it's early, early getting here, but it's, it's, I guess you're right. It's fine. Like, we're going to be out of here much earlier than any other day, which is nice. But 100%. Getting here earlier, I don't know. Saturday night, too, into the Sunday morning. Well, Vito, I mean, what do you depends think what your Saturday early? night consists of. Yeah, no, in bed. What do you think about the early start, Vito? Uh, I did not like it because my gym <laughs> opens at 7 on Sundays. So, like, I like to get here before gates open. I like to, I like to walk in before the normal folk. Yeah. And I didn't get that today. I had to walk in with the common human. <laughs> it's the worst. No, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the crowd seemed to like it. There were a lot of people here, a lot of kids in the stadium as well. And yeah. also just this whole weekend, the Otani effect was, like, very palpable. If you're a baseball people, fan, you should be here. Yeah, people just wanted to see Shohei Otani, which was nice. But... David Peterson kind of stole the show from Shohei Otani. Fantastic. Got him out three times himself, which was really amazing. But seven innings, eight strikeouts, one earned run, three walks. Very, very clean. I think only one hit allowed, and it was like kind of an infield misplay with Pete until the seventh inning. And 12 total whiffs, so it's game after game. Peterson is still missing a lot of the bats. But the big story with Peterson this one was seven whiffs on his four-seam fastball. That's hmm. the most he's gotten any start this year. And I look back at the Illustrator, like his pitch chart, and it was all high fastballs. Very similar to when he was at his best last year. Something he talked about with us in spring training. But yeah. how he, when he, he really felt like he was his best when he was throwing that high fastball. He had low singers with that, too. Got a lot of call strikes. Sliders looked good. It was, it was really good. Really good start. His best start of the entire year by far. Yes, but unfortunately, David Peterson, the, stole, the show got stolen from you mm -hmm. because there was a uh, stray pigeon yeah. just hanging out on the field for what, like two or three innings? Like four or five. And it was, it, I mean, it was the start of the show. It was electric. Got in Chase Silseth's head a little bit. Yeah, no. He was, he, that. Oh, not Chase Silseth. Griffin Canning. Yeah. Griffin Canning's head a little bit. <laughs> and, uh... You <laughs> have to make a head joke. <laughs> Come on. It's not the hospital, but that's, that's oh, unbelievable. God, yeah, that's bad. Take it. Take it go, away. No, you go now. Just take it over. <laughs> All right. But this pigeon just came on the field. First, he was like hanging out like basically in between the pitcher and the batter. And we showed them on the scoreboard, and everyone went ballistically crazy. As they should. Yes. And then they started chasing him out for the next, like, for a little while, but he wouldn't leave the field. No, he was he, he, he was chilling. He wanted looked, to watch Otani looked, and the boys. It looked like he was really enjoying all the sunflower seeds. Yeah. Yeah, which oh. I'm sure that was, like, a dream for him. But wow. then even when they chased him off the infield, he just hung out, like, past, like, third base in the, early in the outfield over there and then strolled back on the infield for the ninth inning. Yeah. He was on the dirt for the Mets walk-off head. <laughs> he was part of the celebration. He, he was. to get in on the fun. The pigeon. And then they did before the ninth inning. Nice heavy work from the scoreboard people, if you were involved in this, John. They were doing the Let's Get Loud montage, and they kept going second by second, loud pigeon, loud pigeon, <laughs> loud pigeon, and it was, it was really good. I mean, the Mets have a rich history of these, like, kind of uh, birds making an appearance. Yeah, animals. Yeah, animals yeah. as well, but, like, uh, the what was it, the canary that, like, was weirdly Cespedes. here when Cespedes was I, we, we were at that game. Really? Fam, yeah. There was also a famous black cat once upon a time. Yeah, once yeah, upon a time. time. <laughs> way before our time. Yeah. By around, the way, got a shout out. Time. Brendan McKeon, game director today. That was all Brendan with, yeah, the, uh, with the Bridgen. So. Job, Brendan. Brendan, also. Well, yeah, wait, we should talk about this too. Brendan, uh -oh. star of an HBO show. Yeah. I heard about that. How so, to with John Wilson. Yeah, if anyone out there likes How to with John Wilson, if anyone out there likes cringe comedy in general, How to with John Wilson's great, especially for all like the little New York stuff he does. He like makes these like satirical like half hour documentaries about weird things in New York. How to's. Yeah, how to's with John Wilson. Like how to remember your dreams, how to, <laughs> how to buy property. And this one was how to watch the game. And it was probably the craziest episode he's ever done for things that just he did outside of it. But the crux of it was him coming to a game last September at City Field. And he talked to Brendan. Brendan was on TV. And it was a game that got caught up in rain and was eventually rained out. But then the best thing that John Wilson does is he kind of finds these nooks and crannies within New York. Yes. And is like very friendly and just like opening and will like get people to include him in their lives. And he met Pinman at the game. If you guys don't know Pinman, you got to know Pinman. The guy walks around every game covered in pins. <laughs> Cowbell man's um, accomplice. <laughs> and he went back to home with Pinman and hung out in Pinman's house with Pinman Pin and Mr. Pinman. And they watched clips from 1986 <laughs> season and showed off memorabilia on their walls. It was, 
It was an unbelievable event. Oh, it was fantastic. Pinman, I'm glad he's on the national scale. Yeah, he's right? a legend. I mean, when we first got started with the podcast and everything, we gave him a sticker, put it right on the back of his phone, no hesitation. Mm-hmm. So Pinman, always one of our guys. And he's still back there. Still back there. Mm-hmm. He's been on TV, and you could see it on the, on the back yeah. of his phone, too. <laughs> but it, it's a great show, and it was really funny to be able to, like, be in the inside of this a little bit and like see him come on the inside of this a little bit. Also, like there was there was messages shared with him and like PR people, and it was like, wow, I'd know that person's profile picture. Yeah, like just, I've also followed them on Instagram. It's funny to see like just like what we know. Yeah. Like and, seeing the people here. And if you guys know John Wilson, he is such like a like a corny filmmaker guy. Like he grew up in Long Island. He went to Vassar. Like he's been spending all of smart his time guy. smart smart cat. All of his time making movies for the last 10 years. Like this show's been his big break. Just like seeing him talk about sports was very funny. Yes, very funny. Yeah, it was good stuff. Did you guys watch the episode? I don't, John, honestly, I don't think I really don't, not, I don't not your kind of show. I don't even know who John Wilson is. You know, do you know Nathan Fielder? I do know Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder is executive producer of the show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I didn't know Brendan was on this. If someone told me, I, I would Neither did like, he. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He sneaky. He literally, I remember he came out and was like, uh, I just thought that they told me to show this guy the scoreboard room, and then I found out it was going to be on the TV show. <laughs> oh. Well, that's good. They made it more natural, I guess, instead of if you tell someone like, hey, we're going to film you. Well, yeah. that's, that's the beauty of the show. He does like really ordinary things and everyone's very natural. And he just gets regular New Yorkers to talk. Like, like Borat, sort of. Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> not, not even close. Borat, but, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. John, you should watch. He has one on parking from season one that I think parking? you, the episode. Yeah, the parking happening. one, that parking one is good. That's a good entry episode. Yeah. yeah. How, I like how to remember your dreams, too. How to remember your dreams that's from season two. Episode. And how to throw out batteries might be my favorite. <laughs> There's, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a lot. Speaking yeah. of entry, I met Vito's mom yesterday. First time. Oh, yeah, same. I am so angry that I didn't say, by the way, how'd you enjoy those grapes and walk away? <laughs> the, the entry level grapes. Uh, yeah. I'm so upset with myself that I didn't bring it up. I forgot I was, about You can't bring up the grapes. That's a big thing. We don't, we don't acknowledge that she really likes fruit now. We just we, yeah, we just, treat her like a baby. We, so would, we put the, the grapes in front of her, and then we let them eat them, and then me and Allah were like, okay, like just don't acknowledge that she likes fruit. I wanted to full send <laughs> acknowledge it. I wanted to be like, let's move on to something else. Shorter, let's move on to mangoes. You, shorter than you pictured? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably yes. a little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little oh, bit, yeah. But yeah, that was, I mean, and then... Well, think, there's uh, still more in this game. Yeah, still more in this game. Yeah, sure, I guess. We, we, got, we got all over the place for a second there. But, yeah, the pitching stole the show. Was on the field for the last, like, five innings. Vogel back at two more hits. Just stays hot. Keeps, keeps hitting. That OPS is creeping. Yeah, Lindor extended the hit streak. Want to keep that one going for 13? as long as we can. Yeah, 13, 14, 13 12? now. 13, yeah. 13. And then Rafael Ortega, walk off. Yeah. City field, crowd leaves home happy. Francisco Alvarez, first guy out of the dugout, had yeah. the buckets full of gum. Ripped it on. Ripped Ortega's shirt off. Of course. Off. I mean, that's, that's tradition. Yeah. It was a fun time. It was a good game. Great time. Good nice way to end the series. Nice day at the ballpark. Nice day at the ballpark. Got a lot of, a lot of sun. Yeah. A lot of UVs. Was it hot yeah. out there? It was pretty hot. Like, was, yes and no. It was sunny. Okay. It's not humid outside, I, though, very much. I was really shocked at the amount of people who went to the top of the sections in the 500s. We were talking about yeah. that. What was up with that? They it's were, because they were in the sun. But I didn't think it was that hot. Like I, I looked at the weather today and I saw 80. I wore jeans. It wasn't, but the thing is with the, the sun. with the the like dark green seats, they like absorb the heat so much. So like when you sit down on them, they're hot, and then like your body gets hot. And then if you get up for a second, they heat back up immediately. Yeah. So like the the hot dark green seat, I think adds to the, I the just body feel like temp. This wasn't that hot of a game though. Like no, it wasn't hot outside. You know what? I feel like I'm being really rude today. I'm gonna just chill. <laughs> you're, out, in right? fighting, you're in a fighting mood. <laughs> Yeah, but um, <laughs> other stuff in this series, we mentioned we played the Immaculate Grip before. Shout out to our boy Sean. We met in center field, played the game a little bit, and big fan, listened to the podcast. Shout out to our guy Jordan. Yep. Makes music. 
He had a great show, and he might be the one that we end up putting up putting up on TikTok, possibly if John lets us back on the scoreboard for that. Shout sure. out Big Country. Big Country. Shout big out country. Big Country. Big Country. Country. I know who you are. No. No. no the the other, big another Big Country. The real yeah. Big Country. Okay. No, he knows, he knows who he is. We, <laughs> talk, we talked to him for a little while. He's a hell of a guy. He said, don't call me my real name. I'm Big Country. He is Big Country. Every every municipality has their own Big Country, and this was a good Big Country. Yeah. Good Where dude. is he from? I mean, what, what was his area code? Did you ask? I would, I would guess somewhere in South Brooklyn. South I'd Brooklyn. probably put him down there. Okay. Maybe yeah. Long Island. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a, maybe a Suffolk County. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know the counties of maybe, Long Island. Maybe, yeah. John knows the exit, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, they use numbers on the LIE. It's the only way to yeah. refer to them. <laughs> but yeah, ballpark last couple days. Met a lot of nice people, a lot of cool people. Fun saying hi to everybody, giving out some stickers, and playing the grid. Shout out to John for getting my mom's uh, birthday message on there. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Tony. It'll be your birthday when you listen to this, so happy birthday. Yes. And uh, I think it's a good way to bring in John here to give us our estimate. Well, I've got one thing, actually two things before that. That's true. First of all, you guys are going to be so happy that college football is back, baby. The <laughs> listeners love college to talk about talk it. College football talk is almost Ohio here. State and Indiana. And week one. <laughs> there's a week one matchup that might pin two, uh, two guys against each other here. The Hoosiers and the Buckeyes, week one, live from Memorial <laughs> Stadium. Oh, they're going to be So, bad. James, I was wondering if you wanted to maybe, like, throw a little wager. I'd be happy to. I figured I wasn't going to bring it up because we have another episode before then. You could think about what you guys want. I guess that's true. Start planning it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Indiana's minus 30 and a half. Or plus 30 and a half. Plus 30 and a half. Imagine. (laughs) They're not minus 30 and a half. I'm feeling a cover. I'm (laughs) feeling a cover. So we can figure something out. That would be fun. Okay, I'm in. Second thing is these guys, my daughter was born like, uh, I don't know, two and a half months ago. (laughs) Two, 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 two. two. And Mark and James told me they got me a gift. Yeah. And for the last like Two months. <laughs> we did. They've kept saying, oh, we forgot. Uh, Dan, we forgot. It's uh, me. It's yeah, on my man, house. In my defense, it was in Mark's apartment. He forgot every single time. So, but Mark and James graciously did get <laughs> me a, a bag, a bag's worth full of stuff. So thank you guys very much. Got some books, got some clothes. Of course. So much appreciated. Absolutely. Much appreciated. Shout out Tony for picking it out. Shout yes. out Tony. Shout Happy out Tony. birthday, Double, Tony. double shout out. And John, if you ever have another kid, you'll get another gift. Okay, noted. <laughs> your incentive. Birthday, definitely not. Shana, take note of that. All right, so I hear your board. Oh, yeah. Thanks, John. So even before we get to estimate, now next series is going to be the Texas Rangers coming to town. Ooh. First half's hottest team coming off an eight-game losing streak that was just broken by old friend Max Scherzer on Saturday night. But their team that... Oh, pen. Sorry. Their team that's gone from kind of a runaway champion in the AL West to now actually being in second place. The Mariners have overtaken them. Who's coming to town next week? This weird ALS run is, is AL West run is very funny. Yeah. At the end of a season, like it's a, little, it's a little strange, honestly. That's the new schedule for you. Yeah. Which Just I kind of sprinkle which, them in weirdly, which I don't like. But this yeah. isn't this isn't a sprinkle. That's what I'm saying. This is like here's here's nine straight games. Yeah. It's a lot. Whatever. John. All right. So I gave you guys one before, but I'm gonna change it up oh, on you. I love it. doing wow. that. Thank I, God. I love doing that. Forgot so what you even asked. good. The Rangers calling card all season before the little skid was their ability to hit with runners in scoring position. Mm. Even with the skid they've been on recently, they still have the second-best team average with RISP. So, you guys tell me, how many total hits with RISP will there be in the three-game series? Oof. I don't total even hit. have any. Uh, is there any chance you could just tell us what there was this last series? Hits with RISP? Yeah, I could just so you guys feel like, for a second. Yeah, I mean, this is bad radio when it's just yeah. no, it's me fine, looking yeah. something up. No, this, whole, this whole podcast has been a weird vibe anyway. It's it's early Sunday. We're like normally the Mets play like a three hour game. So yeah, and usually start one forty five. Yeah, so we're normally like just about in the fifth inning. Yeah, when we're doing this, but so I got, still got fifth inning. Brain. I have a guess. To be fair, I I don't know where this number's coming from. It's just nonsense, but I kind of like it. Yeah, no, just take some random guesses. No, just take a nonsense guess. Like a team it. going four for nine with risk is very good. Yeah. Okay. 
That's true. And that's in one game. That's in one game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This number is. You know what was hard about? You know what was hard about the the twelve o'clock start for me? Mm. I like to eat late now. I like you weren't even here that early. I got here. <laughs> what do you mean? I got here at nine. <laughs> Were you here that early? Yeah. I, I came here set up. I've, I've been here for hours, oh. but I like to eat at like one o'clock, one thirty now. And it was it was like crunch time with yeah. the game going on. Like I had oh, to, yeah for sure. I was nervous. I wasn't going to get what'd to you eat. grab. What'd you wind up getting? I got a burrito bowl because it's the cleanest. It's it's a it, nice thing to eat. I agree. Chicken. Yeah. Yeah. What, what else you get in there? Uh, I do no dairy now. Um, but, nice. You know, I did everything Welcome. except dairy. Okay. Yeah. I love the pico. I always ask for more pico. The pico's good. And the guac. Yeah, guac's also really good. You can't go wrong at, yeah, the, go, at the Goya we bar. Yeah, but we, we, we've been talking we about it way too much. much. It, every single day, the line's insane. Oh, it was packed. Now. It was a 30-minute wait for me today. Yeah. No, you know there's like, two, right? You know there's two. Yeah, there's but three. I don't go to... There's yeah, one. but that one is never open anymore. Which one? 500s. That's where I went today. That's always That's open. the one. Oh, really? That's there's the good one, one. There's one in the Ryefield corner at the World's Fair Market. That's where I go. That's shout out Nancy. Nancy is my queen. And then there's a stand <laughs> along the left field line where they might just have nachos. It's just nachos. Only nachos, no balls, it's no rice. It's just nachos. John. What do you guys think of ordering nachos, hold the chips? That what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that right. even mean? I saw John do that. John, count down three, two, one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it later. All right, three, two, one. 11. 12. How did we do that again? Nice. Did you see my number? No. Wow. <laughs> I was going to do 11. Really? But I did the 111.1 this time. That was bad juju for yeah. me, so I went away from it. Wow, interesting. Nice. What a random, always so close. I mean, it makes sense because when he said the four in a game was good, I just did the four times three. That's fair, yeah. yeah. So uh, what are the pitching matchups? Pitching matchups for this series. Monday night, Tyler McGill versus John Gray. Okay. Tuesday, also night, Jose Quintana versus Andrew Heaney. Then Wednesday, 640. So 710, 710, 640 so for the people at game, home. Right? Fox probably? It doesn't say on here. Usually TV, if it's international, will say it, but it looks okay. like local. Kodai Sanger versus Dane Dunning. Ooh. Two. Of the surprise stars this year in the league. Yes. And I think uh, our buddy Dave's going to come to that game, too, to, say oh, see, really? to see his boy Dane. Nice, yeah. I know yeah. Uh, and Ernie. Our friend Ernie's good friends with Dane as well. Yeah. What a great year. He's having one of the best years of any pitcher in the American League, being truthfully honest. He's pitched phenomenally, and he started off in the relief role, too, with them. Yeah, he, uh, Dane Dunning's made a cool adjustment this year where he, he was a guy who kind of got swept up in what became this like massive like four-seam fastball overhaul over the last few years, I feel like. And it was never that good of a pitch, but he stopped throwing it. He really only threw it when he came up in 2020. And this year, the sinker is just getting much better results. And he's throwing a cutter more. Okay. And it's just... Well, those are the, the opposites. Yeah, it's, the, all, it's banana all... Banana peel. Yeah, the banana peel. It's all coming together. And like, look, he's just putting these sinkers like right down the heart of the plate. Oh, yeah. just getting missed. And good sliders outside. He's having a very good year. And the Rangers have definitely like hit something with their player development as well. They're not baseball nirvana like the Orioles just yet. But they're they're doing a lot of good things. Pretty close. Yeah, and they they they're, they're go up and down. They hired the guy a few years ago, Darren William, who basically Will, Willen, Will, Willem, Darren Willem, Willman. I thought Willman. I thought it was William. No, I thought it was Willman. Whatever. Darren Willem, he he Fangraphs is his brainchild, not Fangraphs. Baseball Savant's his brainchild, and they pulled him in to lead their player development a few years ago. And these are like the fruits of that coming up now. Yeah, and I mean this this team's pretty loaded, like especially offensively. Jonah Heim, one of the better catchers in baseball. New York guy as well. Jonaheim also he had a wrist thing. He's playing through right now, so he's not had the same power since he came back from that. I think I'm friends with his dad on Twitter. I think really? We, we exchange DMs. John, is Jonaheim Jewish? The Buffalo Basher? Oh, that's a good question. Jonaheim. I don't think he like is. It. I think that, because they came last year, the Rangers did. They did, yeah. And I think we had this conversation. I think it's a sounds like it, but isn't actually okay, a situation. Right. Nathaniel Lowe. Don't call him Nate. Nathaniel Lowe. Nathaniel. It's for his mom. Kind of like John with Jonathan, mm -hmm. but we still call him John. Yep. Marcus Simeon. Stud. <laughs> Corey Seager, casually one of the best hitters in baseball. Yeah, having one of the best 
most potent offensive seasons for an infielder ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in what, 80 games, he has 24 homers and 34 doubles with 80 RBIs and a 1060 OPS. If he was healthy, he'd legitimately be giving Shohei a run yeah. for his money. Another guy I want to give credit to uh, with the Rangers, a guy named Donnie Ecker. He came from driveline, then spent that year with the Giants when every mm. single guy in that team had the best year of their career in 2021. And now he is the uh, hitting, I think he's the hitting, hitting coordinator is his official title for the Rangers. He's like the Greek god of barrels. You got the moose that is Adolis Garcia, who's just so good. So I very, very Garcia. good baseball player. Built like, I mean, just like an ox. He's so strong. And then old fan favorite, Travis Jankowski coming yeah. back. How many Jankowski jerseys are we going to see? Because we know so there's a, like a weird amount of Travis Jankowski jerseys. Maybe Shakira will show up as well. Yeah, big big <laughs> Jankowski fan. Yeah, right. And Ezekiel Duran, the only good prospect the Yankees have ever traded. That's like literally true. Yeah. I can't name another one. Maybe Luis Medina. JP Sears is okay. Yeah, sure. If those guys weren't in Oakland, they'd probably be a little bit better. But Ezekiel Duran is the only prospect the Yankees have traded who actually is playing well. <laughs> he's played well, yeah. Yeah. And this, of course, is a little bit of homecoming. Max Scherzer back, but he's not pitching. No, he's not pitching. Missed, just by, missed this by a day. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to see him pitch and see what the uh, what it would have been like. Because, of course, like baseball writers get bored. They have to click the Mets button. And there was another article over the weekend about yeah. the same thing that people have written about for weeks it's on been end. a month. About Max Scherzer. It's been a month. They're like, oh, I need some engagement. All right, click the button. Get over. There it is, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's okay. If you guys ever want to scroll Ken Rosenthal's Twitter, you can look by his impressions, which tweets are about the Mets. Don't look at the tweet, but look how many impressions it has. And every single one that's <laughs> big, that's really good engagements the Mets. Respect the game. Yeah, whatever. This is what it is. It's going to be a fun series. It would be nice for a team that we just grabbed their best, one of their best prospects to make them lose games and get further away from the playoff picture. Oh, it'd be awesome. I'd yes. love to play spoiler. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing. Love to play some spoiler here. Can spoil the Mariners, too. Let's just let's beat some good teams and make it interesting in the AL West. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. Anything else for this episode? Hey, got everything, right? Yeah, I think that's anything. pretty yeah. much it. Johnny Boy, you didn't talk that much this episode. Sorry, guys. I mean, your family was here. You know, I know that you're trying to hit the road, get back <laughs> to Jersey, so just trying to be considerate. Wow, John trying to be considerate. Look at John. That's nice. right. Become a father. He's Girl a changed dad. man. Yeah. Thanks for the gifts again, guys. I'm excited. Of course. To yeah, for sure, John. Do uh, some reading. Ever well, read hopefully, she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Make sure to follow us on our social media at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel if you want to see the video version of this. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiano. And me, Giraffe Neck Mark with a C. Thank you guys for watching. See you next time. Peace. Peace out. See you guys next time.